for Retrocast, episode 131. It's puzzle game time. We're back. Colin, your theme pick today. Hell yeah. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to go back to back to basics. Hey, I wanted to cover a couple of different games. One I've played before, one I've not. Just like with Action RPGs Part 2. And I've come to realize this is the second time in a row I've done a repeat of a past theme, so I'm going to try to do a more original theme next time it's my turn to pick. No, I say you repeat for a third time. Three-peat, baby. Three-peat. <laughs> hat-trick. A hat-trick, yes. Just like, uh, oh, shit, who, who scored the hat-trick last night? Uh, I think it was Hathaway. Kitty, no! What are you doing? Ah! Here we go again. God, get out of here! <laughs> Going through Pussy the mic, problems, hitting it. Right? God, would that last like a minute? <laughs> <laughs> Pussy he, problems, am I right? Oh my god, he literally sat there for like an hour, not moving. But then, as soon as I start talking, oh, time to move, time to hit the mic. Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that works. Okay, hopefully my mic is okay. Not a lot of problems, but yes, we're doing puzzle games part two. I'm okay with the repeat themes. We've done this show for, what, five years? Six years? Seven years? Five years for me. Five for you, four for Joey, seven for me. When 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 was that first episode? Hold on. I think we're only doing it for a few, maybe two, three. Uh, January 2017 was the first episode. Damn. Six years. Yeah, not including the couple did just fucking around on YouTube. So, depending on how you want to count that. But yeah, long time. I always like puzzle games. They're weirdly one of my favorite genres in games when I'm not playing like crazy action stuff. You know, or yeah. action adventure, yeah. I guess, would be my. I think, it, I think, I think it would go like platformer, action adventure, and then. It was racing for a long time, but it's probably puzzle games just because of how sim- simplistic they are or complicated. The difficulty ranges. So I was I was pretty excited to do this after the, I would say, disappointing episode that uh, the two games we covered last time. Colin, I never got your thoughts. You weren't here. Yeah, and I didn't bother. Ah, well, had, all right. <laughs> that was a smart move. birthday last weekend. That was a smart move to avoid those games. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't have time because it was my birthday last weekend. Mm. I am now 35 years old. Yeah. Quite the milestone, if I do say so myself. Yeah, we're all 35 now. (laughs) Yeah, you youngins. Yeah, Joey had his anniversary to celebrate our friendship. I'm sure that was the only and perfect reason it was. It was very romantic. I love the Snapchat, Joey. Um, Our anniversary would be, what, in, like, August? and Look, man, that's why it was a surprise. Be way more than 17. <laughs> I have so many questions. 21 years? I don't know. Fuck. It's All a while. Time. Yeah, it's a while. <laughs> it's, a, it's a couple years. <laughs> I'm sure you've got something very, very special planned. I know. It was very surprising, Colin, that he celebrated it like eight months early. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's why it was very special. <laughs> He's definitely thinking of you. He always totally, is. All the time. Totally was thinking of you. Yep. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. I got a bowling tournament to pr uh, prepare for the bowling tournament that's in two weeks. Uh, this one's pretty cool because it's sponsored by a company called Brunswick. Maybe you've heard of it. I've heard of them. Yeah. And uh, what they're doing is essentially it's a tournament to try out bowling balls and you can only use Brunswick equipment. Uh, shoes and whatnot is, an, is the exception. It's really just about the balls. Uh, and... You know, if you don't it's own any, just about the balls. yeah, it's always just about the balls. And if you don't own any Brunswick equipment, then <laughs> you're basically you just have to get into the top fifty, and then you get some money out of it and discounts and whatnot. So it's a it's a good um, it's a good practice for me to prepare for uh, the big tournament in two weeks. So I'm excited for that. That's happening uh, in a few hours from now. So I got my coffee. I'm fully fed. I'm ready to talk some video games before that. I didn't know Eastern Canada loved bowling so much. <laughs> I liked uh, New Brunswick. I really, I really yeah, liked I've only going like out there. Passed through there. Yeah, I really, I really liked um, the the <laughs> the only place in the Maritimes I was not really fond of was uh, shocking Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep. There's a lot of uh, a lot of nothing. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, and I would always go in like fucking February. Where it's just cold and even more <laughs> of nothing. And I was like, man, I can't even like camp. <laughs> it's just it's miserable. Yeah, uh, fishing's all they've got going for them. Yeah, but when in the winter, it's like, I look, ice fishing, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no thank you. It's a hard pass. Yeah, you're better off going up north. Well, I did get to go to uh, the Labrador area once, and that was a really cool trip. Um, that was all about like uh the geo the geographical and geological like destruction Quebec was doing <laughs> out there. Nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like we want your uh everything, and the natives yeah, are like, no. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> we voted, so too bad. Like, but that doesn't no. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, politics in Canada around around surrounding the the natives is is quite the. Quite the thing to follow all the time. For sure. Do you hear a lot of a booting out there? Well, in whenever I go to Newfoundland, it was always about uh, like heavy Irish-like accents. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll never forget it when I first landed there and I asked the lady like where the rent-a-car areas were and she sounded like she was straight from Dublin. <laughs> I was like, are you Irish? And she goes, no, why? <laughs> like, what? Huh? <laughs> No, born and raised in Newfoundland. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just because when I was working in Fort McMurray, one of the guys I worked with was from Newfoundland, and he'd say a boot. So yeah, a boot. Yeah, it's it's apparently there's a huge Irish like history to Newfoundland, and the, that's where the immigration came from, and that's just how the uh, accent has evolved over the years. Makes sense. Supposedly, that's how it goes. I don't know, but. Uh, Maybe it's just this like whacked out family that I met, but it, they weren't the only ones. Well, I heard I heard a lot of Irish. Anyways, Canadian Canadian uh, culture is not the thing we're discussing today. It's puzzle games, but <laughs> how dare you? It's the Red Leaf Retrocast. That's right. <laughs> Always got to talk about Canada. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, we could delve into hockey and how uh, Linus Olmark for the Bruins scored a goal as the goalie last night. That was cool. How about the CN Tower? I went up it with my family and my brother's family for my birthday. Why? Plus, uh, 
because my nephews hadn't been up there yet. Oh, okay. Right, I guess Plus you got to go. Cool view. Plus, we did Ripley's Aquarium and the Disney Immersion Experience. Finished with lunch at the old spaghetti factory. Sounds like a nice time. Yeah. I got to tell Joey I had massive food poisoning for my 35th birthday. <laughs> Sounds also like a really good time. Uh, you know, don't recommend. <laughs> Do not recommend. Okay. <laughs> Colin, since you were here last time, you'll start off. What games have you been playing, sir? Well... Before I start with that, I, I've got good news and bad news on my end on the gaming front. The bad news is I looked a little closer and found out that both the Valve Index and Oculus Rift S, which are the VR headsets I was looking at getting, uh-huh. require a display port, and my laptop does not have that. So I wouldn't I won't be able to play Half-Life Alex with my current computer. Well, that sucks. But, but the good news is I found out that PlayStation VR 2 will be coming up for PS5 later this year. And there's been talk of an agreement between Valve and Sony to get Half-Life Alex on PS5. So on that note, I managed to snag a PS5 yesterday from GameSpot. GameStop. Oh, hell yeah. Yep. So we all have and PS5s now. This is good times. <laughs> yep. And better yet, it was bundled with God of War Ragnarok. Another That's excellent choice. <laughs> And even better than that, <laughs> I managed to snag a physical copy of Ease 8 for the PS5, too. <laughs> Go me. Well, you're, you're set for a while, it seems. Yes, indeed. In fact, I'm going to try and send an image on Discord quickly. But while I try to do that, I'll talk about the games I'm playing. been playing Terminator Resistance a lot lately. It's pretty much just a more linear Fallout game. Nothing too special. Is that but... the PS3 like bullet hell game, or am I thinking of something completely out of this out of this realm? <laughs> You're thinking of something else. Okay. This came out in like 2019. That early? Maybe. It... Yeah, I'm 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 thinking of something way different then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Yeah, they get. While the game overall is nothing too special, the, the little details are what make it stand out for me. It's like the sound effects of the laser weapons are exactly the same as in the first two movies. And the game makes a point of telling you that bullet weapons are ineffective against Terminators. And the lore is done so as not to interfere with the continuity of the first two movies. And the digital scope on guns will actually project a small image of what you're seeing on screen, even when you're not precision aiming. So that's kind of a cool detail. Hmm. So even if the gameplay isn't entirely engaging, you can tell the developers really love the first two Terminator movies. And I also started playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Is that the new one? Yeah. But it plays a lot, plays a lot like Turtles in Time and just like takes all the best features of different Turtles games and puts them in. It's a lot of fun, and it sounds like my one nephew has actually played it before, so I think next time he comes over with my other nephew, they'll we'll be playing some of that. And I finally got back into Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Okay. Because I only played a little bit of it before, and it's so much fun. 
It's like all the self-parody is in full swing. <laughs> like at one point, the main character's talking to this scientist lady and she offers him a special drug to enhance his abilities with no ill side effects. But <laughs> he's, he's like, no, I made an oath to a very special lady. Your wife? No, Lady Liberty. She taught me that winners don't use drugs. That's <laughs> I right. I freaking lost it. The opposite of Duke Nukem. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and he's voiced by Michael Bean, so that makes it even better. And the love for the 80s is on full display and all the wisecrack. While not always that funny, they still add to the game. And all the different animations when you switch weapons are a lot of fun. Like twirling the handgun Robocop style or corkscrew spinning the machine gun in midair before catching it. I mean, you can tell the developers were having a lot of fun making this one. So I'm definitely going to be playing more of that one. And I saw the Nintendo Direct. I, I went nuts when I saw that Ghost Trick was getting a Switch remaster. I figure you would. They're doing a lot of yeah. uh, they're doing a lot of those games coming to the Switch. Sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, Ghost Trick is another one of my top twenty favorite games of all time. Seriously, everyone needs to play it. And that short trailer for a new Professor Layton game in sort of a steampunk setting that looks like a lot of fun. How appropriate since we're covering one here on this cast. Yes, a nice little teaser and spoiler there. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we even bother with avoiding spoilers? Yeah, it's not like it's not listed in the description every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which two games, but that's okay. Yeah. The worst kept secret. Yeah. For sure. And Sea of Stars looks interesting. I mean, they got Yasunori Matsuda to do the music. And if you're not sure who that is, he did the Chrono Trigger soundtrack. And that one is phenomenal. And Octopath Traveler looks good. Just wish I could get going on the first one. <clears throat> yeah, the uh, the second one came out. I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, thought about getting getting it now, but I'm knee deep in a couple games that I'm playing right now. So I'm like, ah, I got, I can't do it right now. I gotta hold off. Yeah, yeah. And Advance Wars one and two. I'm definitely interested in. I mean, I've seen the teasers for it already, but I'm still I'm still excited for it. And that's pretty much everything on my end, gaming-wise. I'll hand it off to you guys. All right, Joey, give me your best shot. What do you got? I finished Last of Us. Uh, I was going to try to keep up with the show, but uh, yeah, I ended up beating it because I got <laughs> sucked in at the end. Um, so then I got I got Madden 23 because it was on sale and I wanted to play football but man face of the franchise in that game is so bugged it's stupid I finished my first season I chose to be on the Texans to make it hard on myself and then they put me on the Giants <laughs> <laughs> so I quit out and then I look at the franchise and it says I'm on the Texans so I enter back in and I'm still on the Giants so I don't know what's going on with that game so I'm on the Texan Giants. The Texan Giants. Uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Whatever. 
this game's bugged as hell. And sometimes it would freeze after like restart the game because it would get stuck in one of the cutscenes, and uh, it's so buggy as hell. You've uh, so you've learned <laughs> the trials and tribulations of Madden over the last like fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, I would not recommend getting the game. I mean, the Ultimate Team's fun. They added more to it than just. I mean, since the last time I played, instead of just buying people and playing online, you can do like challenges and whatnot. So that's not bad. And that's obviously where all their focus is going. But I wish the single player actually made sense a little more. I have not yeah. bought a mainline sports game of any kind since I think 2017, 2016. I buy one every couple of years just yeah. to see. I was I was the same. I'd buy like all of them and... I think the, the, the modes and everything, they just aren't getting any better. And it's 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 really all about that ultimate team stuff. That's yeah, well, they added more to it. The challenges are fun. You just go into like, hey, get a touchdown on this, like, uh, in the first quarter or something like that. Or, hey, get a stop. Don't let them get two first down. So there's that's that's interesting. But I don't know if it's enough to warrant buying the game. This no. is the first one I bought, I think, since like 17. So it's been five years since I bought it. Um, and then I started Diablo three, the new season, well, like six which, years now, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. Who's doing math? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing math outside nine to five? Come on. And then I started Diablo three season 28 Friday because the season's kind of like going out with a bang since Diablo four betas next month. So they pulled out all the stops on this season. It's a lot of fun. All right, I guess I'm up. So I tried. I tried more Returnal. Uh, game's hard as shit. <laughs> hmm. It's really fun. I really like a lot of it. I love. I, I I love the gameplay, but it's it's just I I reached a wall. I feel like I'm back in fucking the NES Sega days where it's like, okay, if I can only play this game for like five hours, then I'm done because I'm not good enough to go any further. Yeah, that's why I uninstalled it. I uh, just didn't want to put the time into it. It's it's so it's so difficult, and like, ah, uh, do I just now? I was really like, uh, do I? Okay, I want the story. I like it. Do I just watch YouTube videos for the rest of the game at this point? Because that's what ended up happening with like Sekiro, Sekiro and um, the second Neo game, and the uh, the very end of Dark Souls, <laughs> like all of them. Just <laughs> once I get to the that like final like crux area of those games, it's like I just I I can never beat them, and and especially like Dark Souls three. I mean, Colin, you were way better at like Sekiro and Dark Souls than I was, than I am, and yeah, I guess I'm a little more tenacious than you. Yeah, well, I mean, when it comes to things like the counter systems. Like I just have such a hard time with the timing of it all. I don't know what it is. I'll blame depth perception. Uh, let's go with that. Maybe drinking too much on a Thursday <laughs> at eight, and I'm playing on Saturday. It's it's just weird effects. <laughs> but I guess so. Yeah. So Returnal, uh, I'm I'm putting you I'm putting you in the back. I'm kind of done with you. I'll I'll watch some YouTube videos of the rest of the game. Uh, I kind of got no choice uh, because hey, the same boat as me. Yeah, I which is a shame because I do really like it. It's just like Sekiro. I fucking love that game, but. You know, once it once I got to that like lightning boss, I just handed the controller to Colin. I'm like, Colin, please help! <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. I can't even get past stage one. And you're like, okay, and off like like I think it was the second try, you beat the whole boss. I'm like, fuck. 
Well, I already beat it on my system already. I already put the hours in required to get my reflexes to that point. Yeah, it was fucking nonsense. I was like, man, I don't know whether I just don't have the patience. I'm not good enough. I don't know what it is. Probably a variety of issues, but. So, uh, done with the returnal. And then a. Excuse me, cat. Jeez. Again, just making circles. Um, okay, so with because I got Fire Emblem Engage, I have to. I'm really motivated to try to beat finally three houses. Never did it. It's been an egregious effort on my part since I do like the Fire Emblem series. I've played another like 12 hours of this game, uh, unlocked a few features that I probably should have unlocked in like hour two, which makes me seem very foolish now. <laughs> Because all I did was keep hearing, oh, have you have you done the tea parties? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, tea parties? Well, turns out that's a big, like, recruitment effort part of the game <laughs> in between, where you get to have a nice, like, conversation with various people and try to, it gets you to get their relationships up and whatnot. I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. It's, um, I'm not in, I'm not into that kind of stuff in Fire Emblem Three Houses, but, you know, it's like, man. I want this character on my team. He's a he's an archer. I have like <laughs> gameplay motivations. And I finally got to the time skip like fucking 40 hours into this thing. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm playing the game wrong probably. <laughs> and uh, all the character sprites are like 5 years older, uh way better looking. Um they're a little eh, they're kind of the same strength, but they all have like different upgrades to them, which makes them more unique than usual. So everyone's gone from kind of bog standard to more unique characteristics, but that also means that they're more susceptible to other attacks. So I'm finding that out. I, I still have the permadeath system on. I might get to that point pretty soon where I'll just turn that off so I can play the game faster. If you get if you if you get my meaning there. Because it's a long ass game, and I want to, I want to play, <laughs> I want to play my other ones. I still haven't played God of War Ragnarok, which is a, this is a real shame since I bought that back in what October, Joey? Is that when it came out? Uh, I think so. Yeah, something like that. And I haven't beaten Horizon Forbidden West two, even though I love the game. I know you didn't, Joey, but uh, so there's that. So that's that's kind of the main things I've been playing, and yesterday, well, Friday, uh, the demo of a game called Wolong Fallen Dynasty, and it's the newest effort by Team Ninja, that's the the Neo uh, franchise uh, game developers, and I was like, okay, this game's gonna be hard as hell, I'm gonna love it, and then not be able to play it halfway. So maybe I can <laughs> justify not wanting to buy the game in like a week. Well, the demo is awesome. Both of you guys should play it. It's uh, it's like Sekiro. It's like Neo. It's like Dark Souls, but it plays it plays with the speed I would say of a Bloodborne, with a sprint and jump option for the game. Oh, uh, the counter system is actually not incredibly frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> I I can actually do it, which is nice. Uh. And there's and there's actually a uh, big, a very cool motivation factor to. So I found out twofold. One, you can beat enemies without using the counter system, but if you use the counter system, that triggers like cool in action, uh, split cutscenes that do 
huge damage, or you can press uh, the triangle button when you uh, break their stamina or their block with various magic spells that you can unlock. And then you can just nice. press the triangle, and it'll it'll kind of do that same not not that not that epic cutscene fight, but you'll you'll do a big attack uh, getting to that point. So this game is really cool. I really like it. The world is cool. It's got a lot of like Taoist and Taoist themes to it, which is different. Um, it's got this black sorcerer who's. I guess trying to find, like, the elixir of life is my gauge on it. Not really sure what's happening there. But the demo's really long. Like, it's at least two to three hours, depending on how good you are and get used to it. So that's a significant amount of time, and you're sitting, your, your progress and save data will transfer to the main game if you get it, along with a couple perks of you beating the demo, or at least getting to a certain point in... in uh, point to it the game's good the game's good it flows well it plays fast the story is you know more or less interesting um it's more about more about the gameplay here which i'm very into right now so wo long final dynasty would recommend yeah perhaps i shall partake yeah free demo go check it out once i've hooked up my ps5 have I convinced you, Joey? Uh, no. Are you just not into those kind of Dark Souls games? Yeah, no. Mm. Like, I don't like games that have to dodge more than I can attack. Well, because the game plays fast, you're encouraged to be offensive. You're you're encouraged to engage in the combat. You know, before a te- uh, before they can get to you. It has a really cool. Uh, it's called like a uh, morale system in the game. So as you kill enemies and go on like streaks of killing enemies, your morale increases. So, you know, you kill two enemies. That's probably enough to get you to like a level two morale, uh, level six, etc. OK. And with morale cr- increases so you can conceivably grind like cheap enemies to get your morale up. You know, you gain your confidence, so to say. And that'll actually increase your, I guess we'll call it a streak to increase your offense and def- defensive capabilities for that quote-unquote round, that run. And what happens is the enemies also have their morale states. And if there's a group, maybe there's like a leader to the group and he has a level 8 morale and they're connected to the group of minions around him and they all have like level let's say four morale if you go after the captain first and kill him then all the ones all the ones with lower morale around him will like cower in fear for a second or stagger or something like that which is really cool but also uh if you die the enemy that kills you gets a morale increase and you're encouraged to try to get revenge uh, and, uh, of course, that's where the Dark Souls things comes on, where you can get all your, like, points back or souls or what have you. But with the morale increase, they get a little stronger and then they top out. So even though you're encouraged to be aggressive with everything, if you come across an enemy that's kind of got your number, uh, 
they they have increased morale specifically to you for you know a period of time until I guess you <laughs> go back later. But that was that was cool. The uh, I died to like this giant like dog demon thing like four times, and it 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 does have a uh, a max it seems that they can get to. <clears throat> so not impossible. Uh, did find a cool couple little uh, exploitation tactics. Uh, fire very useful <laughs> to use in this game. Let's put it that way. Uh, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this game. It's one of the better demos I've played in a, in a while, and in a way, I really wish that companies would go back to doing demos. I'm not saying they have to be fucking like three hours long, because if the whole demo was me just playing this like opening level uh, and getting to the first boss, and let's say it stops as it hits its second form, I think that'd be more than enough, right? big teaser, this is what the game's about, this is how it feels, this is how it plays. Uh, you know, what, what's your what's you guys' take on, like, demos in the modern era here? I haven't really played any, like, demos of modern games recently. Just really haven't had the time or interest. I mean, I used to play... I used to play demos of stuff all the time as a kid on PC games. Although that was mainly because that was the only thing available to me. <laughs> but yeah, I do agree on the whole uh, boss second form thing you just said. Just like, be like, want to see more? Buy the full game. Right. Because that, that would really get me excited to play the actual game. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was like, I was super shocked when after I'd gotten to that first boss, beat it, beat it second form, um, did a little grinding to get the morale up before fighting him because that second form kicked my ass. And I thought that was going to be the end of the demo and it would just kind of introduce me to the game. And then it goes, nope, you have all of also chapter two to play. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's a little, that's going a little too crazy. But also they, they made it clear that um, I think after a month, the whole demo is going to be off consoles to play. So it's really, oh, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a limited time, which I think is another interesting aspect to this. So you kind of got to be in the know of these these things coming out. You know, Octopath Traveler 2 has a uh, demo out on Switch right now in consoles, I think. I think that's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'd still rather play Octopath Traveler 1 first. Yeah, definitely, definitely get on that. <laughs> I mean, I, I have it in my possession in physical form, so sooner or later. Okay. Are we ready to talk about these two puzzle games? Let's do it. Okay. Pulling up the drop that you gave us, Colin. I'm going to play it. Alrighty. Hopefully this works on the first try. <laughs> there we go. Loading. Okay. <laughs> Game over missile command. <laughs> That's Hell what that yeah. was from. Colin. Yeah, what is I just the... thought it sounded so cool. Yeah. Especially I mean, coming from an Artari. Yeah, I I've I've had uh, people come over the last like couple weeks now that I got my big gaming setup kind of done and everyone kinda wants to play Atari and you know, Missile Command <laughs> and Pitfall are very uh very popular. Cool. 
I should come over one of these days. Just all the way to Rhode Island. Yes. See the place. Yeah, yeah, I, used to, I was still in that apartment, but it's not like I've had this place very long. <laughs> exactly. I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see the rigs. Uh, the rig. The rig. The set of, I'm, I'm totally... <laughs> my mess, my totally mess of a house. totally brain farting right now. Yeah, my mess of a house where things are just still scattered around, but except like two places where I hang out. Okay. First game, Colin, go. All right. It is Professor Layton and the Curious Village on DS. Developed by Level 5 and published by Nintendo, although Level 5 published it in Japan. Released on the Nintendo DS in Japan on February 15th, 2007. In, in North America on February 10th, 2008. In Australia on April 10th, 2008. In Korea on September 11th, 2008. And in the EU on November 7th, 2008. And it later got an HD mobile port in 2018. Sure did. And I chose this game because Professor Layton is one of the most well-known and popular puzzle game series in recent memory. It even got a crossover with Phoenix Wright at one point. And I played that one. It was pretty fun. And I forget what convinced me to play this way back when. Maybe it was the Ghibli-esque art style or just hearing so many people talking about it and at one point seeing a cheap copy on the shelf at EB Games and thinking, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, why not, right? And I got it. <laughs> yeah. Now, the plot is as follows. Professor Herschel Layton and his apprentice Luke Triton have been summoned to a village called St. Mystere to solve a mystery surrounding an artifact called the Golden Apple since those who discover it will have access to the late Baron Augustus Reinhold's fortune. By the way, all the, the names in this game, phenomenal. I love them. Yeah, very European. Yeah. yeah. Luke Triton, the that's Joey's sex name. He just won't admit <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Along the way, he and Luke have to solve all kinds of brain teasers to figure everything out and finally solve the entire case. And outside the puzzles, the game is basically just a point-and-click adventure. One thing the, the Layton series is known for is the fact that each game has a twist ending that's utterly absurd and implausible. But because it's so quirky and cartoony, you pretty much have no choice but to accept it. I mean, even the Phoenix Wright crossover had a really bonkers explanation for everything. Should I spoil the twist here? Do you uh, guys mind? Well, let's talk about the, f the the full game and what we think to it, because uh, here's here's a here's a, something that might shock you. I beat this whole game. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it took me like 13 hours and um, I brought my DS yeah. to work or 3DS. 3DS to work. Uh, I played, ironically, there's a demo that you can get online, and I just kind of played that, and I go, I like this game. I'm going to get it. And it was on eBay. I got like a $10 copy. Got to my nice. house in like a day, <laughs> which was awesome. cool. And then I just kind of played it at work in between everything. Uh, this was this was a lot of fun, and it's its 15th year anniversary, I think, uh, this month, isn't it? Yeah. Well, actually. Well, if you count Japan, it came out, let me see. Yeah, it was in February 15th, 2007. So it'd be its 16th anniversary for the Japanese release. But 
It was February 2008 for North America. So, yeah, 15 years is accurate for this version. Yeah, wild. Wild and good timing. That's what it is. Awesome. Yep. And the, the story is told through visual novel style dialogue sequences. So there's the occasional fully animated cutscene, which is something that continued with each new entry into the series. Now, I said before on a previous cast, but I found that every new entry into the series from Miracle Mask onward lost a lot of the charm it originally had because the character sprites got rendered in 3D instead of the usual 2D ones, and mm. that just doesn't look right to me. But, yeah, playing this again after so long gives me so much nostalgia. It's like the longer we do this podcast, the older I feel. <laughs> Well, we are all in our <laughs> mid thirties now, so we've officially yeah, hit, hit officially. it. Officially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're still playing games from well, thirty five years ago at this point. Uh yeah. More than that with one of them here coming up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Your your enjoyment of this game will depend entirely on how much you enjoy doing brain teasers. Because they're the real meat and potatoes of this game. I mean, sure, the quirky art style and plot are there, and the voice acting isn't half bad, but the puzzles are the real star of the show. And I found these puzzles pretty fun. What do you think of the... All right, I'll ask... I'll... Joey, I'll ask you this question. What did you think of the difference between all these puzzles coming up out of nowhere seemingly throughout the game compared to the kind of nice little plot and story that they had going on? Do you think it was too separate from each other, or would you have rather had the uh, puzzles be more in line with the with the game, the game story? Uh, I would say I really didn't care. I thought the story was interesting, although I must say the kid is an idiot. Um, <laughs> why did he tell me about a secret that he would have to go to the grave with, whatever his wording was? But I just met him, and he's already telling me. So what other secrets can I get out of this kid? <laughs> I just have to assume this kid's an orphan and therefore stupid. <laughs> he was dumb enough to not have parents, so what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> uh, still there, Joey? Did he drop out? I'm still here. Oh, okay, all right. I mean, some of the puzzles related... But I mean, there was a lot of a lot of puzzles. It's like they jammed the game with puzzles. Yeah. It's like, can we fit a puzzle here? Yeah, we can, we could probably get two in here, maybe <laughs> seven. <laughs> in order to progress yeah. through the game, you must have <laughs> you must have uh, uh, completed fifteen puzzles. Ah, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the nice thing about this game. If you if you end up missing puzzles for whatever reason. Whether you didn't think to tap some obscure part of the screen or just didn't go looking for them, the game will mercifully send the, the puzzles to a, a character called Granny Riddleton, and then you can go there and solve them at your leisure. Yeah, so not, not, every, yeah, not everything is really required. There's a lot of op options to it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it won't. Um, there's only certain ones that are mandatory through your progress, which I, I quite enjoyed. Yeah. And if you tap the screen on certain spots in different locations, you can find hint coins. And you can use those to 
as the name suggests, get hints as to solve certain puzzles that you're having trouble with, which is a nice feature. <clears throat> yeah, that was that was helpful for quite a few of them. Some some things are the thing the thing about puzzle solving, and my issue is, I everyone's brain operates differently in an order. For you to understand the puzzle, you have to kind of understand the person who made it a little bit sometimes. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Brain the you know that uh the block brain teasers where people have like a four by four and it's just um I don't know, maybe it's like two pictures and you have to you, you have to com- connect the pictures to make a word and what that word is. So it's oh, uh yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of an example off my head, uh top of my head, but like those kinds of things I'm never good at cuz I just I I just don't think like in 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 that space but in this game there was only a couple that I came across where I generally had an issue with and mostly is because it wasn't because I didn't figure it out it was because the game was like sensitive one way or another to oh you didn't draw this line properly and I was like oh okay uh so I was like okay I was right but I was just shitty at using the the DS stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was okay. Um, the math puzzles, ah, eh, you know, math, math puzzles are always weird because it's like, okay, can you see the pattern to it rather than an actual equation? And the way I always think is, it's never. I'm never looking for a pattern. I'm actually looking for like math. <laughs> it's like, okay, if I plus two and minus three and. I guess that would be a, a pattern, right? And it's like, nah, no. <laughs> it's really just one, three, five, seven, and then move on with your life. So it's always over. I'm always overthinking those. Joey, the puzzles. Yeah. Did you the struggle, puzzles. or are you too smart? I mean, there was a good mix. Some of them were easy. Some of them required a little thinking. So, but I didn't get to play. I can only watch since. Mm. I don't have a DS. I have one. I just don't know where the hell it is. Oh, because <laughs> I was like, I'm uh, pretty sure you have like a 3DS somewhere. Yeah, I do. I just don't know where after I moved where it is. It's probably buried in my closet somewhere. Uh, you need to get that thing out. Maybe. Yeah, uh, you have a Switch. I think the whole Layton <laughs> series is on the Switch now, isn't it? Is it? Maybe. I know it's. I know that I mentioned there was like an HD port in 2018, so you could probably mm. get it on your phone. Look this up. Keep going. Or on your tablet. Uh, yes, it is on the Switch. Perfect. Yes, Professor Layton and the New World of Steam came out on the Switch. Really? Oh no, that's to be announced. <gasps> that's the new Layton game that you said, Colin. Oh. Yeah, Nintendo <laughs> Direct. So I don't think any of the old games are on the Switch, actually. That's too bad. Wow, they so they made one like every year for like <laughs> eight years. And then <laughs> and then just one game in between twenty thirteen and now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was like the latent mysteries one. Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. Um did you guys happen to read or look up the advertising that surrounded uh, the first Pro- Professor Layton game? No. Why would they do no, that? No, I did not. 
<clears throat> well, when I was when I when I was reading about kind of just the backstory to it, I came across like unique advertising that this game had to go through because it was just you know, there was a lot of shovelware on the Wii and the DS coming out during this era and there was some fear over the game being kind of shoved in with the shovelware because of how it looked and the fact it was kind of like uh what's that what's that uh, DS series like is it is it literally called brain teaser uh maybe or brain box or something something like that so the uh the whole advertising campaign was featured around the DS and celebrities playing them and they used those commercials with the celebrities to play Professor Layton and showing the puzzle games as they were playing them. So they did it in both Japan, especially, and America. So I think um, a couple of like the uh, the people from Friends were in a commercial playing Professor Layton on the DS to advertise the DS. Uh, in Japan, the whole like back cover of the game just had celebrities talking about playing the game <laughs> rather than showing you actual gameplay. Or showing you the story of the game. It was trying. It, so in Japan, it was focused on that advertising aspect, and then in America, it was about showing that people, cool people, play it as well. While <laughs> in Europe, the entire like front cover and everything uh, was changed to be more steampunkish, and that was a decision by Sega of Europe, or not Sega of Europe. My God, Nintendo of Europe. Uh, because they felt that the like anime designs and the whole puzzle aspect would be uh, a for children and b nobody would buy it otherwise because of that and a couple other aspects and there was actually kind of a fallout behind um, level five and who was the uh, like who was the director and maker of this game um, Shinkai and Hino uh, they were they were pretty upset with the European branch because of that. But then eventually they conceded because the game had to be, uh, of course, translated into a million languages, which is always the hang up in Europe. Um, make sure everything's like culturally okay. So the, that was another thing about the art is how could they make it not appeal to one specific culture over another. And it turned out it worked. Uh, every one of these advertising techniques specific to regions absolutely worked and that's why the game sold so well right out of the gate and which led to all of these uh sequels that would come out later uh it was the 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 advertising of this first game was so successful it led to fucking like nine other games <laughs> <laughs> so i found that i found that interesting it's it's uh don't, I haven't really come across a game that had to kind of jump through a lot of hoops and do different things to try to appeal to different. It, it just really feels like a lot of other games should try to do that. And I'm sure they do. I'm sure they all sit in the rooms. It's like, okay, what, what's it like changing the name and title of a game? And I think they even did that with this one too. Isn't it, uh, isn't it called something else in, no, they did that for the hey. later ones. Like, so the sequel is Pandora's box in Europe, but in North America, it's diabolical box. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Do they not think Americans know what Pandora is? I think it's they because it's a religious connotation. They don't want to go into that. Yeah, it reminds me of Harry Potter. 
It's like in Wait. Canada and Europe, it's Philosopher's Stone, but in U.S., it's Sorcerer's Stone. Right. Because apparently they, the publishing company thinks Americans are idiots. Americans are idiots we, and offended are they, easily by religion. <laughs> you see, but Diabolical is religious. That's like No, Joey, devil. it's a, it's a word. It's, well, the devil's a, okay because it's Christian. <laughs> Joey's like grunting. He's like, I hate this place. <laughs> hey, we got plenty of room up here in Canada. Oh boy. Okay. So, Professor Layton, I like I like the story, Colin. Joey. I did. I did. Did vastly enjoy this. Obviously, I fucking beat it. That doesn't happen very often. Um, yeah. <laughs> the what did you guys think of the like? How what did you guys think of the 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 main town with the with the old man and the kind of his well worksmanship? I'll put it that way. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was neat. It had a very quirky style to it, kind of like older Disney movies where everything's kind of like on an angle, very, uh, kind of, I don't know how to describe it. It's like sort of crooked, but looks very quirky in that regard. In fact, I think some Muppet movies did that same sort of architecture style. And it was, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was meant to evoke sort of a, a European feel, sort of like Sherlock Holmes type stuff. Right. Oh, so, yeah, it was definitely, I, it, it. I definitely got a lot of uh, Sherlock vibes. For sure. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about uh, the twist. Tell me the twist. Go I don't know the twist. Well, everyone is robots. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's connected to the gold, and if you touch the gold, they all die. Yeah. Yep. The golden apple is the the late Baron's daughter. And if she opens the vault and touches it, yep, everybody shuts down. But she chooses not to. Coward. <laughs> Coward. Just drink the Kool-Aid like everyone else. Come on. <laughs> the spaceship's calling. <laughs> 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 spaceship of riches. <laughs> I like the and twist. If you can yeah. If you can believe it, it's probably the most plausible twist of any Professor Layton game. <laughs> probably probably. I've I've played the third one before. Never played the original. Yeah, that was a really bonkers twist. I don't even remember what it was. It's like a whole a whole uh Separate London underneath London. Oh, well. I mean, that's obviously true, though. If you've ever <laughs> been to London, there's 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 two different cities there. Yeah, I've been. <laughs> there's and day and night. <laughs> <laughs> so true. London's nuts at night. Oh, my God. People walking around nude coming home from the bar. <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying I should go to London? Yeah, I mean you'll go just be it. you'll just be on a bus or a train, and you'll be passing like Piccadilly Circus, and you're like, oh, 
It's a bunch of nude people. And they have their clothes in their arms. What happened to them? <laughs> They've been taking lessons from Amsterdam, it seems. <laughs> they don't. Well, the thing is, they don't need a red light district to uh, do some crazy, raunchy shit in London. Anyways, uh, yeah, Professor Layton. <laughs> I love this game. I like the twist. Love the story. The puzzles are fun. Uh, like I said, I did buy this game. I beat it. Highly recommend for me. Big yeah, pass. Easy pass. I am passing it as well. Okay. Nice. Wow, look at you, Joey. Joey, how far did you get? At least in your little uh, videos. Watch about thirty minutes. So not too far. Yeah. Well, you get the you get the crux to it. Yeah, I got that main gist. All the kids stupid. So that's all I that's all I need now. <laughs> so it says the game takes you about fourteen hours. You can get this sucker from ten to fifteen dollars. I'd say it's absolutely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A dollar dollar an hour of your time, basically. <laughs> not bad. Not a bad trade-off. All right. The second game. I will have much less to say about this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next game is Solomon's Key for the NES, among other things. Developed and published by Tecmo, although Probe Software and U.S. Gold, respectively, for the computer versions. And released in the arcade, NES, Master System, TurboGrafx-16, Game Boy, and a whack load of computer systems, including the Commodore 64 and ZX Spectrum, all in the year 1986. Now, I've never played this one before, nor have I heard of it until recently. And the way I heard about it is a story in and of itself. When I was thinking of puzzle games for the topic, I remembered back to a game called Joshua and the Battle of Jericho that my brother got for Game Boy for his birthday way back in elementary school. Joshua and, and the Battle of Jericho. Yeah, a Bible game. Okay, I was about to say that sounds like some whacked out Bible verse. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a song. Joshua and the Battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. That sounds very familiar. Joshua and the Battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. Definitely have heard this. Yes. Yeah, saying that so often in Sunday school and shit. But yeah, Growing brother got it for his Game Boy. Explains a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard of it. Yeah. Can't be. Can't be everybody. But but yeah. Not not I a never... lot of Christian singing in Philadelphia, <laughs> Joey. Not a lot of Christian singing for me. <laughs> okay, Colin, you were saying. Yeah. So, yeah, my brother got that game for his Game Boy way back in elementary school. And I remembered that I'd found out, much like most Bible games of the time, it was a reskin of another game called Crystal Mines. And I started looking at videos of Crystal Mines on YouTube, and that somehow led to me seeing Solomon's Key in the comments, and then after seeing gameplay footage of it, decided I needed to get it on the podcast. And I'm making an effort to get more pre-2000s games on the, onto the cast here. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, we could do that. <laughs> I mean, that's, for me, the true retro. Oh, you're one of them. No, he's one of them, Joey. <laughs> he's one of them. Maybe I should change one of the, the games I select for next week to the newer one. Just to piss off you guys. <laughs> hey, I'm flexible. <laughs> but 
But yeah, for this game, the gameplay is simple yet complicated. It's a it's a puzzle platformer where you play as a wizard who can use magic to create or destroy blocks, whether in midair or on the ground in front of you. Of course, that's provided there isn't an item or enemy in the square you're trying to place it in. And your goal is to collect the key to the exit before reaching said exit. It's a bit like Lolo in that regard. Yeah, it's like the platform version of Adventures of Lolo is how I took this game. Yeah, yeah. And along the way, you can collect treasure to raise your score or collect bells that summon fairies that you can also collect. I mean, you get 10 fairies and you get an extra life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some say uh, that also works at uh, in New Orleans, you know? <laughs> Maybe. No? no? <laughs> Going the whole Zelda 2 right there on, uh, healing Delphi- house? Right there on uh, Delphine Street? No? Just me? <laughs> Never yeah. been. But yeah, this this game reminds me a lot of Load Runner, except you have more freedom of creating and destroying blocks. And occasionally you can collect magic that lets you shoot fireballs to take out enemies, although you only have a limited number of those. Now, this game is quite challenging, to say the least. Fuck, it totally is. It's fucking hard, man. <laughs> yeah. I got stuck on level two for a long time. God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for me, level three was where it really ramped up in difficulty. Well, it's the it's the I'd... it's the one hit kill system that yeah. really gets yeah. me because it requires so much jumping and precise movement and split second decisions, uh, especially with the wand to destroy a block or put something there in front. Because you really have to get the timing down of create and destroy in one fluid motion, or it's your death. Yeah. 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 I am not ashamed to say I save scummed this game with save states. So (laughs) if you look up the manual online like I did and also look up a video on YouTube of someone failing a lot, uh, if you press up A and B after you die, it just restarts the level for you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Interesting. So no no yeah. no reason to like truly save scum. Well, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm According to Wikipedia, this game has 64 levels total. 48 for the main game, 15 secret levels and the final level. Yeah, I only got like 10 levels in. It was very very yeah, difficult. It was it was more difficile. <laughs> for sure. Apparently, the ending changes on whether or not you completed the secret levels. Oh. Well, replay value, I suppose, if you have that level of patience. <laughs> yeah, it's most definitely Nintendo hard. It, it's Yeah, it's Nintendard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did get Nintendoed a couple times playing this, where I created a block in between standing on another. This happened on, I think it was level th- three and four. It was back to back where essentially the block was created on top of myself, and then I couldn't move. <laughs> Good times. Uh, I was like, man. fuck. <laughs> so when that, that happens, it's uh, it's kind of game over. <laughs> For sure. So there was that. Yeah, it's uh, so you got projectile fireballs. You have 
spinning like Easter Island heads that will fall down and spin at you. You have to create a block for it to go the other direction. You have, uh, you have, you have, uh, plasma balls i guess that circle circle a block and if you create another one next to it it'll start to circle both of them in turn and it'll just go around and around it's kind of like um it's kind of like those uh, enemies in metroid that kind of go around and stay on the blocks that's what that reminded me of yeah i was thinking more zelda myself but i get what you mean yeah there's um yeah, the same thing yeah there's some uh, fire and ice you have to kind of go go across. Uh, there's general enemies that you can actually jump over. The problem I had with them is so often when I was required to jump over them, I wouldn't jump properly and I would just land right on them. That was where that is how I died the most in this game. If I while I was trying to like figure out a puzzle, if it was something along the lines of oh I didn't do this right and died because I made a mistake, that that was totally different from things that were kind of, that felt like they were out of my control. It was always jumping over enemies. That was aggravating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that that one level with the 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 things shooting fireballs from both sides on each level of the of the screen. That I had so much trouble with that one. Yeah, like create a block, create a block, jump, turn around, create a block, and then turn around the other way, create a block, and then somehow be able to jump. And then create a block and jump up on that one. And then you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No problem. You get all that? <laughs> <laughs> Requires so much precision timing. But yeah, this, this game is pretty hard. I mean, I can't say it's badly designed. It's just really, really hard. Yeah, it's just it's just difficult. It came out in 1986 and there was there was a lot to it at the time. Uh, graphically, sure. it doesn't look, you know, anything worse or better than of 1986 really it's just, it, it has a lot of intricate details to it and honestly if you were smart enough to kind of play a game like this at the time i could see you just sinking just hours and hours and hours into this kind of game because remember when you're when we're all growing up and we're broke poor kids unlike uh joey who's totally rich and not uh in the pores <laughs> you only have like one or two games. You just play those forever. So you got to hope that you have a fucking awesome game that you can sink a lot of hours into over and over again. And this definitely, I think, would fit into that category. Yeah, for sure. Joey, how does it yeah, feel not being poor? That's nice, actually. Bought an expensive couch yesterday. Oh, man. So they say money doesn't buy happiness, and you're like, yes, it does. <laughs> Bought me I a great couch. <laughs> a comfy couch. Hold my beer. <laughs> Just one? I bought two because I'm not poor. <laughs> Anyways. What'd you think of Solomon's yeah. game, Joey? I liked it. I mean, it was challenging. Um, got my ass kicked. I don't know if I just sucked or if my emulator had a little delay because I felt like I would always die trying to place a block like you said or jump over an enemy. So the puzzles weren't too challenging. It was executing the puzzles that was challenging yeah there's so the trick the trick to that is the, our little like peter pan wizard guy here he has a wand and it's the it's actually it's not like a delay in the game what he's doing is the wand has a motion to it okay so the wand has to go fully down in order to create or destroy something and then when he pulls it up is when you can press the button again to activate 
Yeah. So that's the whacked out timing to it. It's you have to wait for the motion to be over. So it's it's instead of just click click, you have to go click, click, and that's that's the timing to everything. So it may seem like it's uh it's uh input delayed, but it's really it's really not. Am I making sense, sure. Joey? Yeah. Yeah. A lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of uh, games like this from you know the 80s and 90s where you have to wait for a full complete sprite motion or model motion in order to do something. Uh, you can look up many, many videos of different games that fall into this trap. Uh, just angry video game X player will talk about games like this that, that go through this. And Solomon Key does kind of fall into that, because it was very frustrating for me to get used to the way this game wants to be played. Yeah. Yeah, you always had to work around that stuff as a kid. Yeah. Uh okay. Uh did anyone catch on to the space motifs and themes throughout the game? I did not until I looked it up and read about it. <laughs> I didn't know those were in there. Yeah, it's like constellations and uh Oh yeah, yeah with like all... Jupiter and yeah, uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. All kinds of stuff and like signs of the zodiac are scattered. Yeah, yeah, now that you mention it, I do remember. Yeah, I was like, oh, so that's what those were. <laughs> Over my head. <laughs> yeah. Not really paying attention to that. Um Okay. Uh I'll pass this. It was frustrating, but I can't say there was anything like discernibly terrible about it. If it didn't have the continue option that it, <laughs> that I discovered, I would definitely be much more harsh. So Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Little little pass from me there. I'm passing it. Yeah, I'll pass it. Wow, two passes. Look at this. Puzzle games are a success, Colin. Indeed. Looks like I came in at a good time with it. You came in. Joey, favorite and least favorite, and your scores. Uh, Favorite, Professor, least, Solomon's. Uh, I'm giving Professor an A and Solomon's a C. Okay. All right. Cool beans. A and C for Joey. All right. I will go next after I write this down. Um, I'm on the border of an S for Professor Layton. I think, I think the music needed a little more tuning for Professor Layton. There was, there's like, I can nitpick a bunch of things and add them all up. So, I'm going to go A, Professor Layton. I'm actually going to go B for Solomon's Key. I'm kind okay. of the same. I'm kind of the same there with uh, with Joey, just a little higher on Solomon's Key. Colin? Cool. Um, my, uh, my scores are the same as yours. I like Professor Layton better. Solomon's Key, least favorite. And A for Professor Layton, B for Solomon's Key. All right. Look at that. So A and B, look at that. That's uh, man. Where do we? How far back do we have to go to get that? <laughs> I think I'd be the dystopian <laughs> punk episode, maybe. No, Reddit recommends we got two good scores. I think it was A and A. Oh, okay. All right, Looney Tunes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There we go. We're getting better. We're getting better games. Okay. So Joey. What is the theme for yeah. the next podcast episode? March Madness. Hey. We're going to be playing some basketball, boys. 
love the, I love the b ball. I love the shooty hoops. Played a lot as a kid <laughs> in college, and looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Okay, that was this episode one thirty one. See you next time. Bye. Bye now.